Football legend John Heisman said, when in doubt, hunt. That's an excellent way of summing up the confusing current financial and economic situation. Today's podcast will explain the current situation, provide some tips to help you survive inflation, the coming recession, and a bear market. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Welcome to the podcast once again. It is Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, founder and managing director of the fiduciary firm of the same name. Fred holds a PhD in economics from Duke University. He's uh, for a quarter of a century now helped so many and specializing in retirement strategies and how to view retirement not only today given longevity and uh, given the loss of so many pensions, but especially today, almost literally in where we are now with the economic climate. Uh, and Fred, that's what we're going to be touching on today. Greetings to yes. you. Yes, yes. If you are near retirement or already retired, financial risk is uh, certainly the enemy you want to defeat. Inflation and a bear market can be destroyers of all or most of your retirement plans and dreams. And we had 40 years of low to no major inflation. So we got used to low inflation. Inflation was something to uh, talk about maybe to reminisce about, but certainly for a long time, really, really not something to worry about. But that was then. Now inflation is a major worry. Inflation has now reached a 40-year high. An item purchased for $1 in 1982. Today, that same item costs $3.03, which is a 202.9% increase. Fred, what do you think are some of the things that can be done to address the inflation problem we're dealing with? Well, um, I think the first suggestion I would make is that you should review your budget and your spending pattern. What can you eliminate? What can you substitute? You should keep track of your spending when you're at the supermarket, with the food ads in the weekend newspaper. See if there's special pricing. Could be a fit for you. Clip coupons. I wouldn't be embarrassed about using them. If the store brands are less expensive than a name brand, why not use them? And what what's important? The thing that the thing is, what's important is to estimate your retirement lifestyle, and then decide how much it will take to fund that lifestyle and that you're going to spend each year. See how flexible you are, particularly in the face of risk. My second suggestion is group your trips when you drive your car so you can delay filling up the tank. And personally, I, I've been filling up at the half tank mark, so my spend's about $50. And that's the amount I'm willing to spend. Same thing for my wife's car. Another thing is keep track of tolls. 
if possible, and if it's practical, uh, avoid some toll roads. And well, I live in New Jersey, and uh, just about every road has a toll on it. So <laughs> not much I can do. The governor might disagree, but that's the way it goes. My third uh, suggestion is to review your investment portfolio. And here is where consulting a professional advisor is money that's well spent. Now is when professional quality analysis and software is very important. Because it's not enough to say, look, long term, because you're investing for retirement, don't worry, stay focused. Don't look at your account every day. Don't open up all your statements. Uh, just grin and bear it because you have to be focused on the long term. Now, you are investing for retirement. That's true. But the issue is how long does it take to recover from a bear market? And that depends on how you are invested. What sectors are you exposed to? What scenarios are going to influence your portfolios? Now, I use institutional software. I do not use consumer software. So I'm doing not hypothetical. I'm doing realistic scenario analysis. We do use modern portfolio theory because we want to see where the bell curve is and where the portfolio positions are on the bell curve. We use value at risk math so we can look at the downturns. We do look use Monte Carlo analysis. Let's remember that it took 13 years, from 2002 to 2015, for the market to fully recover from two bear markets. So when you hear that a bear market takes 15 to 18 months to recover, that may be completely irrelevant for you, because during that 2002, 2015, there were two downturns that were 50% or greater, which meant that there were two periods in which you had to recover mm -hmm. at 100% each time just to break even, to get back to where you started from. No gain, just to recover. But that would have been, what, 08 and the very brief in uh, yes. 2020? Yeah. Now, asset allocation... Yeah, uh, as, well, 2000, the 2002. Oh, and 2008, uh, right, 08, yeah. 09, gotcha. So asset allocation is very important, but it's also a matter of how calm you can stay in the face of the bear market. Now, bear markets do have bull rallies, so don't assume that if the market is up uh, a little bit, that uh, that we've turned the corner that that is not that is not the case well you know another thing i think it's important things are are changing so fast to to point out that we pre-record this podcast so uh we are recording this one uh they will actually uh they drop on friday so friday july 1st we're recording on monday june 27th just to say that in case something's changed in what we're talking about but we've actually got a couple of sound clips to play here and the first one is fed chair jerome powell and this one is on interest rates and how they can affect the economy you know really strongly committed to getting inflation down to two percent but we're going to be flexible as we see the data coming in do you agree with the perspective and then i'll be done but do you agree with the perspective that if interest rates 
go too high too fast that it could drive us into a recession? It's certainly a possibility. It's not our intended uh, outcome at all, but it's certainly a possibility. And, and frankly, the events of the last few months around the world have, have, um, have made it more difficult for us to achieve what we want, which is 2% inflation and still a strong labor market. We're going to get Fred to weigh in on this. But first, uh, we have another sound clip here. And this is on Fox Business, Maria Bartiromo, and uh, also talking about Fed Chair Jerome Powell's recent testimony and this uh, on recession. She was talking to Wall Street economist John Lonsky uh, in this sound clip. I, I don't think that a recession is inevitable. Joining me right now is the president of Through the Cycle, John Lonsky. John, great to see you. Do you agree? I think there is a very real risk of a recession, and it's perhaps inevitable that we do have an economic downturn uh, before 2024. Uh, the data don't look good at all. We're going to get a reminder this upcoming week, Thursday, June 30th, uh, that real consumer spending is in trouble. In fact, we're looking for a decline of one half of one percent for real consumer spending, and that warrants of a very weak second quarter for this very important segment of GDP. We know that we contracted in the first quarter by one and a half percent, another quarter of contraction. We are, in fact, officially in a recession. Someone mentioned something to me on the morning show this week, and it was quite concerning about the consumer, and that is, is they have started to use their credit cards to buy basic goods, food, energy, etc. So they're racking up the debt just months after we were talking about how they were pretty strong in terms of savings in the bank. I guess some of us uh, were misled regarding the underlying strength of the consumer by those earliest stimular, stimulus programs. And, you know, moreover, we uh, have to take into account the fact that for 14 consecutive months, inflation has been outrunning the growth of wages, and that is beginning to take its toll. Uh, consumers are being forced to dip into savings or increase borrowing in order to maintain living standards. From Fox Business, Maria Bartiromo uh, talking to Wall Street economist John Lonsky as we're looking at where we are now uh, in this economy. So a couple of great clips. Uh, it's clear from what you just heard that there's disagreement about the inevitability of a recession or if there is uh, a recession, when the recession will occur. The Fed and Treasury, their view on uh, is that increasing interest rates will slow the economy. Well, that will lessen demand for goods and services, and recession is avoided. Now, the Wall Street view is that there will be a recession, but there is disagreement on when and how severe. There's also a view there will be a recession, a brief recovery, and a second more severe recession. Wow, that's a lot of different opinions on that for yeah. That's that's true, and so uh, no, nobody knows which end is up right now or which end is is down, and and there is a lot of disagreement uh, out there, and some of this may be, I mean, wishful thinking. On the other hand, um, uh, Fed Chair Powell can point to some indicators that support his his point of view. Same for Treasury Secretary. Uh, yeah, and, and and then there are other uh, uh, items that um, support uh, the view that uh, John Lonsky and, and others are are, are espousing. Uh, so I think the, from our perspective, I think the essential point is, is planning and implementing 
<clears throat> excuse me, a, a, a successful retirement strategy. And I think that's that's difficult, even in the best of circumstances. You have to remember that only 17% of Americans have a pension. And the problem for everyone else is how do you convert some of your 401k or your IRA assets into a steady stream of pension income? That's the problem. That's the challenge. That's the issue. It's the matter that you are trying to solve. And earlier... I said that funding a retirement has to deal with the problem of risk. Now, if you are investment dependent, in other words, you've decided to go for it, you're going to take investment risk, you want to get bigger returns to increase your, your, your assets, to increase your lifestyle, and to leave a bigger legacy to your kids and to your grandkids. So the key question now if you've made that decision, the key question is, how flexible are you in, in, in your ability to adjust your spending downwards when the market turns down and even when it goes into a bear market? Now, if the market turns against you early in retirement or the first five years before retirement, that's known as sequence of risk return. Now, if you are taking income during the downturn, you're now facing a real probability that you will be unable to meet your spending needs and even running out of money while you're still alive. You have to ask yourself, what are your fixed expenses? Fixed expenses can be inflexible. These are expenses that cannot be reduced and then you have to look at what are your by-choice expenses. So an example of, of fixed expenses could be real estate taxes. It could be apartment rental. could be utilities. could be health care. could be insurance. Those are all examples. Uh, by-choice expenses could be do you take that trip around the world? Do you not take a trip? Do you take a more local trip? Do you buy a new car? Do you make the old one run a bit longer? Do you buy a used car? These are all lifestyle expenses. And some people are going to be flexible about this, and other people are not willing to be flexible. Well, that, yeah, absolutely. And I know, Fred, that you're very focused on investment risk. And if someone has not planned or evaluated their spending budget, they may underestimate the risk of their investment portfolio, which is to be used to support their retirement that's critical. They may not realize the enormous impact risk and volatility can have. Yes, and I, I'm aware that there are that there are arguments, and there still are arguments in favor of the 60/40 portfolio. In other words, 60 percent equities and 40 percent bonds. Now, I don't agree with this. I don't share the idea that this portfolio makes sense any longer. Uh, bonds suffer when there is inflation. Inf inflation is the enemy of bonds, and bonds are selling at a discount. Now, some people are looking at or investing in uh, bonds that are that have elevated risk, such as triple B or triple C bonds, and they're doing that to get more yield. So th these are high risk, sometimes called junk bonds. And you have to look at these as equity investments because they really are more correlated to stocks than they are to bonds. 
it's it's very rare for the average retiree uh, to use futures and options. And in the futures and options market, that's where most of the action is real is actually taking place right now. So in, in a down market, if you keep taking the same amount of income for your portfolio from your portfolio, you're going to run out of money. And there is there's just no way to know what investment return you're going to be able to achieve during your entire lifetime. So that's the reason that a retiree's budget needs to be adjusted and a retiree needs to be willing to adjust how much risk they're willing to take if they are unwilling to adjust their spending rate. Now, if you're more flexible, then you can take more risks, but it helps to have a well-tested withdrawal strategy that takes longevity and taxes into consideration. Well, we'll take a very quick break here, but when we return, we will discuss challenges to spending in retirement. It's coming up on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. Fred Sade is available to talk to you by calling that number 800-593-8188. No matter where you are, enjoying the podcast, uh, enjoying the information and the, the look that Fred has on retiring the right way today, 800-593-8188. We've got a lot more to get to, but Fred, I did want to just one observation here. Uh, when we heard from John Lonsky in one of the sound bites, Wall Street economist mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. Lonsky, he was 100% grammatically correct when he said the following, the data don't look good at all. But it, <laughs> but it sounds funny because yeah. we, data is plural. So he's absolutely yeah. right. It's like saying the data's don't look good at all. But he correctly said the data don't look good at all. But the way our mind kind of thinks is yes. media and data as yeah. singular as opposed to plural, it sounded yeah. funny. Yeah, it does, but you're right. You're absolutely right. He's 100% (laughs) correct on that, though. It drives me crazy sometimes when people use media in the singular sense. Um, Yeah, the thing that, yeah, um, what drives me crazy are when people convert adjectives into into nouns or verbs, and and that drives me batty. One more pet peeve I have. When people take the word C-O-M-B-A-T and, you know, I've always I was always taught that when it's used as a noun, it's combat. When it's used as a verb, it's combat. And everybody now, when using it as a verb, they would say, for instance, how can we combat inflation? I don't know. Maybe that's the new thing. It just sounds weird to me to say how do you combat inflation? Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely you're absolutely right. And I, I the other the other the other thing that's driving me batty is when people want want to say, 
this is a reaction to 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 that, and they say the reactionary is. Oh yeah! Oh gosh! It's I know it's so many little catch things that people in the media tend to yes. use a lot too, uh, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah! Some of it drives me insane. Yeah. Well, well uh, broadcast broadcast requires a verb, but but it's always used as though it were a verb. The broadcast was, or the broadcast is. Uh, the broadcast had you need a verb yeah wow. <laughs> let's teach an english podcast <laughs> it's Why english not? matters usa with fred said <laughs> hey i could i could go all day with you on pet peeves i have and i'm not saying oh, yeah. my grammar's perfect but no. i am saying i was lucky enough to have had really really good teachers in school well, at, at duke um one summer my uh my advisor said, gave me a copy of Fowler's Modern English Usage. Not mm-hmm. Modern American Usage, Modern English Usage. And he said, here, memorize the book. Hmm. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Man, you know, I, I don't know. I think I always, that was one of my strong subjects in school and certainly was not math. But we're looking at, speaking of math, we're looking at numbers now. We're looking at our current economic climate. Uh, we're looking at what's causing a lot of people uh, grave concern, understandably. Uh, when you look at risk and volatility, the question that you must consider is whether you should fund fixed or inflexible expenses with risk assets. Yeah, the, 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 that the issue that you just raised that that's where a a smart, savvy social security strategy is very helpful. It's even necessary because it, because if you don't have a pension, the social security is, is your foundation, and once you know what that's going to be, you can build the rest of your income on top of it. Now I'm talking to the 83 percent of Americans now who don't have the benefit of a pension. So all your other income is going to be built on Social Security as as the base. In other words, once you know what your Social Security income is, then you can decide the rest of what you need to get to your spending goal. So how many years do you need to fund your retirement? And that's a question that you need to at least have a working idea about. So the Society of Actuaries says that that an opposite gender couple, age 65, there's a a 50% chance that one spouse will live beyond age 90. And in addition, they find that higher income individuals have a 50% chance that one spouse will live to age 94. Now, since longevity is the unknown that you are working with, the issue then is how do you fund how do you fund for your longevity when you don't know how long you're going to live and that, that's a, that's the challenge that you have and in a bear market with with high inflation you have to worry about portfolio failure you also have to worry about the increasing costs of goods and services if you assume that at least I'm assuming that portfolio failure is unacceptable when you're funding your fixed and your inescapable expenses. The question then is how much do you need to put aside to fund those fixed expenses? 
if you are unwilling to take more than a 5% chance of running out of money, then how much do you have to set aside in order to get, and I've just made this up, what do you need to set aside to get $15,000? Now, if you're taking it from a portfolio, that's going to be in the neighborhood today of about $600,000. It would be very different if inflation was low. So here, here is where I find Professor Malevsky's writings, his, his work, to be very compelling. And, and Dr. Malevsky's research shows that the use of annuities to provide guaranteed income will sustain a long-term retirement plan. And he goes on to argue that no one can rely just on stocks and bonds if you want to have a successful retirement without running out of money. Now, in our video cast that, that we do, we have discussed idiosyncratic and, not, and non-idiosyncratic risk. Idiosyncratic risk is specific to a particular stock and not to the entire stock market. Idiosyncratic risk can't be diversified against. It's non-diversifiable risk. And one of the reasons that you diversify your portfolio is to avoid idiosyncratic risk. So a, if you're a retiree and you're facing an unknown longevity, now you're now facing the major risk that you have in retirement. So the choice that you have is how do you invest for the unknown? Should your investments be conservative or aggressive? Do you spend more or do you spend less? No matter what you decide, either way, you have the risk of outliving your assets and your income. You're either going to spend too much or you're not going to spend enough. There is absolutely no utility in accepting longevity risk and trying to defeat the problem of longevity that longevity raises for you through an investment-only plan. And that essentially is, is Malevsky's argument. Now, why not use annuities to diversify longevity risk? Because annuities provide mortality pooling, which allows the annuity, you, you are sharing the longevity risk with other retirees in that annuity company's mortality pool. Now, Professor Malevsky, as well as Professor Richard Thaler, have both noted, they've, they've both observed that they're completely puzzled by the resistance to purchasing and using annuities to diversify longevity risk. That's what an annuity does. It diversifies longevity risk. And there's considerable research, which is based on the University of Michigan's findings, that people who buy annuities for income spend more of their retirement assets without fear because they're not going to run out of money. And they don't have to fear that they're going to have to cut back and reduce their spending or their lifestyle later in retirement if they live longer than they expected or the market is down. 
And you do have to factor in longevity. Now, uh, nowadays, even more so, retirees can use annuities to leverage their retirement income. And using annuities as leverage allows a retiree to protect their spending. And since there are many different types of annuities, using annuities can fund fixed inescapable expenses and do so on an increasing income strategy. That is protected in increasing income. Yeah, um, let's do a, a very simple case study. If we use Morningstar's safe withdrawal rate, that's 3.3%. Say we want to get to 30000 a year above Social Security. So let's say that the husband and wife have fifty, sixty thousand from Social Security. They both, let's say they've, they've, they've worked out uh, an effective strategy. But what we want is another 30000 above Social Security. And if we use a $1 million portfolio, we have to immobilize about nine hundred and thirteen thousand dollars to get that thirty thousand. If I use an income annuity, I need approximately seven hundred and sixty-eight thousand, and it would actually be less if I use a fixed index annuity. And if I go the portfolio route, I've immobilized the portfolio. I'm locked in. I have less money for lifestyle expenses. And I have increased the risk of outliving my asset. So the, the advantage of buying annuities allows a retiree to benefit from mortality pooling, from lifetime guaranteed income, and an income source which can be implemented and allows a social security strategy that that involves some form of delay and rather than claiming social security early you have a way of generating income and deferring social security out to a, to a later point in, in and then in the bear market that we have right now there's a tremendous benefit to know that you have guaranteed income and you can spend your money on lifestyle goals because you know you're going to have guaranteed income payment. So it's no wonder that the research shows that people with guaranteed income can spend more each year and do spend more each year than people without a risk transfer using the insurance company. Makes sense. They've got the guaranteed income. It's like when you have that paycheck, you know, you can count on when you're working. And since retirees tend to underestimate the unpredictable events in the markets, and, and we also need to remember that aging has its downsides due to age-related cognitive impairment. So using guaranteed income products means that complicated financial decisions do not have to be made in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that, that that is that is right that is right on point and there's a lot of research uh, on cognitive decline and and decision making um, I I would like to suggest that that you ask yourself four questions question number one do you want to be certain that you have income in retirement? that is dependable, reliable income in retirement. Are you worried about outliving your income and your assets? 
would you prefer a plan that funds your retirement budget that does not need to be changed due to the performance of your investments? And finally, do you feel more comfortable creating your own pension income, getting a retirement paycheck, than from withdrawing income from your assets and savings and wondering, will I run out? I think that if your answer to those questions is yes, then you need a plan. It 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 does it does really require a fiduciary. I mean, Fred is a fiduciary. He specializes in retirement planning and and he can actually get the ball rolling with you with a simple initial consultation. And if nothing else, and this offer he makes on this podcast gives you a much better handle if you take advantage of it, of where you are and do you have the right strategies in place. So Fred can be reached at 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. Fred, I know, I mean, this is a very timely topic here and something on everyone's minds. I mean, especially most of what we talked about, especially for those near or in retirement. Before we wrap it up, Fred, can I get out one more grammatical usage uh, pet peeve sure. here? Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why these days more than ever, the word me has become taboo. And it's almost like people think they'll be struck by lightning if they <laughs> use the word me. And I'll give you an example. <laughs> I, I hear so many people say, and I'll just make up a sentence. Um, He's going with Fred and I to the store. Now, yeah. all you have to do to make sure to see that that's wrong is remove Fred from it. You wouldn't say he's going with I to the right. store. Why right. do people not want? I've heard people say where they should say, hey, hey um, like if I said, welcome to Money Matters USA uh, with Fred Sade and myself. Why, why can't? I mean, it's correct for me to say with Fred Sade and me. Yeah, it is. Uh, you, you know, it's funny. In the fifth grade, we, we that was a, that was an entire lesson that drilled on on on, the, on not saying uh, I right and, and the proper use of, of me. That is grammatically. You're right. It's grammatically correct. That was fifth grade English. Fifth exactly, grade. and it's a really easy way to check yourself on it. Now, I will say one incorrect usage of me if, if I said. Me really like your content today, Fred. Me, <laughs> me thinks it's good. <laughs> I would, I'd say that's a 1930s Hollywood uh, spoof. Uh, or that or Bizarro Superman. He says me yeah, like that. Uh, well, Fred, good stuff here. Always look forward to not only this podcast, but the companion video series. And by the way, if you'd like to see that, they're great and on, on point, on spot on topics fred addresses just search on youtube money matters usa with fred sade and spell sade s-a-i-d-e we drop these uh podcasts every friday so thanks for being with us on money matters usa
Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you